With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's one thing for the general manager of a Major League Baseball team to build with youth. It's quite another for the manager to do that on a daily basis. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. I do one of these every weekday morning. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Penguins. First thing I have to say today before I get going is to thank everybody uh, for the kind wishes regarding my mom and to thank uh, Alex Stumpf for filling in uh, on this program, uh, while we went through, yeah, <laughs> it was a it was a pretty rough few days here. But back to work, and very soon for the Pirates, back to baseball. In fact, pitchers and catchers are scheduled to report today to Bradenton. That doesn't mean they actually do anything. Tomorrow is the first day of activities, and then Monday is the first full squad workout. I'm very happy to say I'll be down there for that, flying down Sunday night. I'll be covering the first week of spring training for you here through Daily Shot podcasts as well as with my columns on DK Pittsburgh Sports. Yesterday, Derek Shelton met with a few of us on a Zoom call, and that gave us the first chance in a while, really, to ask him some questions and I gotta tell you it was a little strange asking him things about the 2021 season because you know and he knows and Ben Charrington knows that the season itself from a win-loss standpoint really doesn't mean much I mean if they won and their kids played great and you know they they got close to 500 or something it would be a massive massive step forward for the organization no one's expecting that no one's even really pushing toward that it's more about making the individual players particularly the younger ones better so one of the questions that I had for Shelton had something to do with some tendencies of his that I noticed, particularly in August of last season, where it felt like, even though those Pirates weren't technically, you know, building, rebuilding, retooling, whatever words anybody wants to use for it, they were playing with mostly, you know, semi-veteran guys, guys who had some experience and guys who you could reasonably have expected would have been better than they were. It still felt like there were times where he would just say, you know what, 
to heck with winning the game. Let's just let so-and-so hit, or let's just let so-and-so pitch, uh, because that'll matter to their development, and their development matters more than winning this game. He never said that. I'm telling you what I felt at times watching the Pirates, especially in August through that horrible opening month of the two-month season that they had in 2020. So I asked Shelton yesterday, point blank really, how he expects to manage this team in such situations this coming year. One of the challenges that you're going to have to face with the way Ben is building this team with all these young guys with a very clear direction that the Pittsburgh Pirates have now is managing in-game. When you're in a 3-3 game, eighth inning, what's your priority? Are you thinking about winning the game or are you thinking, let's see what this kid's got? And I, I think you know what I'm asking because it's a different dynamic. Yeah, it, it is a different dynamic, uh, DK. And, you know, we're preparing to win every night. So we're thinking about winning. You know, how that affects us going forward will probably be on a night-to-night basis. But, you know, we're gonna we're playing every night and, and preparing to win and making decisions that way. And I think one of the, the things that you touched on there is the way we're building this team is going to be fun, man. This is going to be a fun journey. And I think we're going to be able to see guys – grow and and blossom and, you know, including myself, you know, I I have room for growth as a manager. I'm very aware of that. So that's the part of the game that I'm excited about. I'm looking forward to that three, three game in the eighth, you know, and the decisions we're going to make and and who we're going to bring in. And then for you guys to tell me that it was wrong afterwards and I should have let somebody else in, but that's the fun part of this. You know, that's the fun part of doing this job. I mean, that's an okay answer. You know, I don't want to get into the habit of grading everybody's answers that they give me to a question. Um, This is not something that he has a chance to script. It's, you know, he's answering in the moment, just like I'm asking in the moment. And he has to answer that the objective is to win the game that night. I mean, wow, think about it. But at the same time, it sounds like Winning will be the desired outcome. It'll be great if it happens. But again, if I have to let a really, really struggling young player who we believe will benefit from multiple at-bats in tough situations, and we let him hit instead of putting in some veteran bench guy who we genuinely feel has a better chance to produce the knock that we need to tie the game or to win the game, then we're going to let that kid hit. He's not saying that. I am. Based on what I saw last season and based on what I honestly think will be best for the Pirates in the long term. Same goes for pitching. You're going to see more than once you're going to see a starting pitcher get slammed around in the first inning, inning and a third, inning and two-thirds, whatever it is. And you're going to be, get him out of there, get him out of there. And the manager of the ball club is going to be standing there in the dugout, one knee up, watching all of this, not moving. Because whether it's Mitch Keller or J.T. Brubaker or one of the other younger guys that's out there, you're going to understand that there's more to gain from having that pitcher 
stay out there, work through it, harden up a little bit, and get the team a decent three or four innings or whatever to try to save the bullpen and to learn a lesson along the way. It's not as if Shelton's going to be able to manage this team every night like it's Game 7. You can't do that with an all-veteran team. I know that frustrates fans when they're watching it in the moment, but managers have to be aware of pitcher availability, pitcher health, and the same even applies on offense. They have to build up certain hitters' confidence. They have to be aware of everyone on the roster, not just the eight you run out there every day. But this, this situation, this is that times, I don't know, 10? It's going to be very, very different for Shelton. And there are times, and this is the reason that I asked the question, there are times you're going to think this guy is tanking. That word is going to come up again and again and again. It did this past season. Because if they could tank one year, which they didn't, by the way, they just were actually that bad. If they could tank the one year and get Kumar Rocker, just imagine if they could do that again. And now you're getting all these prospects and all these trades, and you're adding Kumar Rocker in the coming draft, and you get the number one overall pick in the following draft. Now you're really on to something. You're going to hear and read and see a lot of that. And it's going to be maddening. I can promise you that. It might end up being, at the Pittsburgh level, at the superficial level, the number one subject in town as it relates to the Pirates. Can you believe he didn't take that kid out? Can you believe he didn't bat for so-and-so? And he, Derek Shelton, is going to have to take these bullets all summer long. So I have a feeling, no, 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 I'm actually sure he knew what I was asking when I asked it. And he found a way to answer it in both ways, and good for him because he's going to need that one many, many more times to come in this calendar year. When we come back, just one question. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Just one question. If you'd like to leave one, you can do so by visiting DK Pittsburgh Sports. Find the article that encompasses this podcast and leave it right there in comments. Welcome back. It's time for Just One Question. That's brought to you on this program always by our good friends at Mike's Beer Bar and the North Shore Tavern, which is immediately adjacent to it, the sister operation, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. 
beginning today, both Mike's and the North Shore Tavern are offering a special menu to open up the Lenten season. That includes crispy beer-battered cod, shrimp roll, Cajun spiced blackened salmon sandwich, as well as all of the usual goodies at both Mike's and North Shore Tavern. Head on down. There's seating available. They have orders to go. They're ready for your business in all ways. Mike's Beer Bar and the North Shore Tavern. Today's Just One Question comes from, let me see if I can find it here somewhere, Big Pirates Fan. Really good, clever nickname, dude. <laughs> who asks, will Cole Tucker ever live up to his hype and big smile and settle down to just one permanent position? Glad to see you back thinking of you. Thank you very much for that. Uh, first of all, Cole Tucker is not guilty of his own hype. I, I don't know that you meant that, so I'm not coming at you, but I, I hear that sort of thing a lot. And Cole Tucker had uh, put up some photographs over the Valentine's Day weekend of himself with Vanessa Hudgens, a rather prominent young actress, and that ended up making headlines. Um, that's not Cole Tucker generating his own headlines, just happens to be his girlfriend and the headlines followed. So I'd, I'd be careful with using the word hype uh, because people are talking about Cole Tucker doesn't mean that he's out there selling himself or his brand or whatever. He isn't that type uh, at all. Cole Tucker's issue isn't settling on just one position. The, the subject of Tucker did come up yesterday with Derek Shelton. And Shelton affirmed that they're going to continue getting Tucker some reps in the outfield. It's not just going to be a case where he's part of this alleged three-man competition at shortstop, which I'm not buying for a second. I, I really think that this is going to be a Kevin Newman versus Eric Gonzalez thing with an edge to Newman and that Gonzalez will only get it if Newman falls on his face again like he did in 2020. Tucker is kind of being humored in there between that and second base and we'll see what ends up happening with Adam Frazier who I still believe will be the next of the Pirates to be traded likely before the coming season and from there likely for starting pitching. Tucker's issue isn't picking a position. If you want to talk about whatever constitutes hype for Cole Tucker, it's the idea that everyone talks about what position will he play? What position will he play? Is he going to be here? Is he going to be there? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter until he hits. It just doesn't. I'm sorry that I'm being a broken record on this, but it's completely the case. He hasn't hit anywhere near well enough to hold down any position on any major league roster, let alone to be considered a significant part of your future. I hope he changes that. Right now, I'm not wrong. The numbers support my stance many times over. He has not hit the ball. There are no hidden metrics to this. He does not strike the ball with authority. He does not barrel the ball. If he were Ozzie Smith, 
you could at least peripherally consider that you would have some world-class, spectacular defensive shortstop that you could put out there with a 220 bat and whatever else. Although that doesn't really happen in baseball anymore. The shortstop position is no longer considered acceptable for a black hole offensively. Tucker needs to hit. I don't like anything about his hitting. I don't like his strike zone. I don't like his approach. I don't like this rocking horse thing he does with his feet as he's going through his swing that feels like it's transferring his body weight from all over the place. For that matter, I don't like his body weight. He doesn't look like he has much of a torque or strength that he puts into his swing. Will he hit? I have no idea. Can he hit? I don't even know that. We've seen him run into a couple, but you could see that out of anybody if they got enough plate appearances. Could he change his style of hitting to become more of a contact guy, put it in the ground? No, not really. Again, not in modern baseball with the shifts. You're going to end up putting that ball on the ground right to an infielder. These aren't the old days where they all just stood still at their designated spots. They're going to find out where you hit the ball, on what pitch you hit the ball there, and they're just going to throw you that pitch and wait for it. There's no hype about Tucker. He is a great kid. He is a ton of fun to be around. I'm looking forward to interacting with him in any form that I can in Florida. He's he's wonderful. I wish nothing but the best for him. I'm just not expecting it. And I really, really, really wish that overall the expectations for him were tampered in general because he's not going to mean a thing until he hits the baseball. Thanks so much. Uh, for for listening today and, and again for everybody's kind wishes and thoughts and prayers and, and all else and and we'll do this again tomorrow it's nice to be back Park University in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door, your car, your gym locker, your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.